Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous day or evening or whatever time it is, wherever you are when you're listening. The other day I had I heard something that's totally off subject of what I was going to talk about. The other day I saw somebody say that you shouldn't say, hey, guys, because it's gender specific or something like that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like I've been saying that my entire life, like, and I don't mean anything by that when I say it like I don't mean specifically obviously I'm not talking to just guys when I say that I'm meaning hey humans hey humans welcome back to the podcast that's that's what I mean when I say that anyways I was like wait a minute anyways I digress random thought right so today my friends I wanted to tell you something uh, or talk to you about something that I find interesting And it shows up all the time for me, and it just continues to get deeper and in more layers as I, you know, continue on this beautiful journey we call life. And so I'm thinking that either this is something that might might make you go, oh my gosh, thank you, I'm not alone, or it might be something that you're like, holy shit, I didn't think about that before. Either way, I hope you either feel comfortable by it or get some perspective or whatever. So... My thought is, what are you putting value on? Where this came from, that question came from, is really a mixture of what all started in, before I decided to do Date with Destiny, but then it was really after Date with Destiny where I started really reevaluating everything about how I was operating, you know, and really deciding, you know, how, raise your hand if you feel like you don't ever do enough. Yeah, everybody put your hand out (laughs) kind of deal, right? I've done this in a room full of people and usually almost every person raises their hand. You know, because of the culture and the way that we've been programmed is is that we're doers, right? We're all supposed to be doers um, and doing and doing and doing. And unless we're not, if we're not doing, then it's not enough. We're not good enough. And if we ever want to be good enough, then we better keep doing, right? Which is counterintuitive on a lot of levels. Like it's counterproductive. It doesn't serve most of us for what we're actually trying to accomplish. And it takes a lot of people, it takes them, you know, burning out or having really drastic experiences like I've had to make you realize, wait a minute, like something about this doesn't make sense. It's no longer working for me. Was it ever actually working for me? I don't know. Um, And you start questioning everything, right? Start on that curiosity train, which is probably the best train to be on, if you ask me. But so in the midst of like how I always have a million things to do, I used to look at that as like a badge of honor way back in the day. And the truth is, is like, still, that's the case. Like, I use a project management system called Asana. And I have a team of people that work for me. And we all have a never-ending list of tasks. Like, let's be real. There's a million things all of the time. There's always things for, I have two assistants. Well, one of them is my more, more of a content operations overseer manager at this point, but two people that work with me or work for me every day. And then, you know, a couple people that 
are on different types of schedules, like twice a month or whatever they're doing, right? And they always have more than enough to do. I always have more than enough to do. There's always things to do, always, always, always. But what I realized was, is that if I started to look at that as a blessing, that I have creativity, that I'm creating content, that I'm doing the things that make me happy. And as a result of that, the girls that work for me, that help me get the content out into the world or maximize it, have things to do. Because I say words, people ask questions. People ask questions, me and the girls have things to do. People ask questions, they wind up you know, purchasing programs or um, coming to live events or doing coaching or whatever it is. And it's like all of this beautiful cycle. So I started to work on being more just grateful for that in general and less consumed by the tasks that it created, right? And so not an easy thing to do when you've been literally crowned the queen of getting shit done, the like ultimate operations manager girl. Like that was just my life, right? And what I realized is, is those are beautiful parts of me, right? Beautiful parts of me. I'm not going to say, okay, that girl's not good and I, I don't want her anymore. It's like, no, that's a part of me that I can choose to turn on and use anytime I want to. That doesn't mean she has to be in charge all the time. Because when she's in charge all the time, you guys, <laughs> my health is not great. And my creativity actually winds up dwindling because, you know, I get caught up in the tasky tasks instead of the space that's necessary for creativity to flow. I'm sharing that little tidbit with you because I think sometimes what we recognize is we, we identify as certain things and we label them as who we are when we who we are is a laundry list of things. Like there's a ton of things that make up who we are. So for us to grab onto one thing and decide that that's going to define us is honestly one of the most confining things we can do. Um, it keeps us smaller than anything anyone else could ever do to us. By thinking, I, you know, have to be this person, it's like, well, says who, right? By the way, side note, shirts coming soon that say, says fucking who on them. Because that is my phrase. All the people in my program and my Operation Do group know. I say it all the time. So when you can start to recognize that there are pieces of you that if you let them all work together, that's how you create balance. That's how you create whatever it is that you're wanting your life to look like and feel like and be. And, you know, you turn them on when you need to turn them on. That's really, really mindful. And that's a really self-aware talent to have. Like right now, I just brought on a new client about three weeks ago, and I'm doing a bunch of office and project management for him. And I was sitting there, you know, on Sunday planning my week and thinking to myself, okay, you spent entirely too much time on this client last week and you have a bunch of things that you need to get done for yourself in your own business this week, right? Which is true. And so I documented and moved around my time when I was planning to like leave a lot of space for all of those things and I felt really good about it. Yesterday morning, which was Monday, I was sitting in my chair in the morning doing my morning routine, reading my book and he had asked me a question, and when I went to try to find the answer to the question, it wasn't organized the way that I like my life to be organized and my businesses that I run to be organized. And I got really pissed. <laughs> Literally, I was like, fuck, where is this? It's so annoying. Like, if everything was finished into the process, then I could have clicked three times and found that thing, right? And so I realized, and I sat there for a minute and was like, okay, let's talk about this. Obviously, yes, patience exists in this spot because not everything is going to be perfect and in its place and organized right away. It's just not going to happen. So you got to like give it time. 
The other part, though, was like, what if instead you took some of these, you took the rest of today to do all of your stuff and then used your power hour every morning for getting your shit done and answering your people and taking care of your clients. And then in between any of your other appointments, you solely worked on getting the biggest piece of this project really lined out so that moving forward, that feeling of like, oh, shit, like, uh, and it like ruins my day almost, just that is now it's just handled. And so what that means is I get to call on that version of me that used to run the show, right? She used to be the only one in charge. <laughs> the girl who's like, do, 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 do all the things, doesn't matter, don't eat, like, who needs to eat? That's crazy. Sleeping's for when you're dead, like, blah, blah, blah. That girl in my early 20s specifically, that was just like doing all this stuff. I get to call on her. Obviously, I got to keep her in check because she will drive me into the ground. But I get to call on her this week. And I'm excited about that because I'm like, what a beautiful skill I now have to say, okay, let's use this thing that I'm really good at to really set myself forward on this project to put me in more of the kind of space that I like to be in. So with all of that being said, I wanted to just show like, again, back to what are you putting value on? So there was a space where I would write the biggest and longest daily to-do list. And it's because, you know, we write a post every day. Well, I say we. I write a post every day. I post on my stories. I have to check, you know, everything from Slack to Asana to two two Gmail accounts to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, OnlyFans, freaking emails, all my client text messages. Like, there's a million inboxes to check, right? We have to record podcasts and videos and answer this and do that and all of this stuff, right? But I would create this huge must-do to-do list for myself. You must post here and you must do that. And it took away the magic of a lot of it. And so I had been working the past year, specifically nine months, to bring that magic back, which is what led me to Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins and doing all of that. And then I left there going, okay, how do we keep bringing that magic back of what really matters? What I realized was is that the value that I put on all of those quote unquote things that I was doing was really high and higher than it probably needed to be. But in my head, based upon programming and also things that I was, you know, told or taught by coaches early in my career here, was that I had to be showing up a certain way and posting all the time and doing all these things in order to be valuable enough to get paid. Let that sink in for a minute. I had attached my value to every single thing that was coming out of my brain and my mouth. And if I wasn't doing that, then I obviously wasn't going to be making the money I needed to make or more than what I needed to make. That wasn't going to happen unless I was creating all the things all the time. Because my value and my ability to receive were connected to how much I was doing. Well, whose rules are those? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of those rules. I think that feels really friggin' shitty, Right? It's funny because everywhere on social media and a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, you know, you listen to podcasts, you're doing this, that measuring stick that a lot of people are talking about is one that in most cases keeps people in a constant state of stress, a constant state of not good enough, a constant state of what now, what now, what now, and you forget to enjoy life. Like you forget to be able to breathe, to feel into your body, to enjoy, which is what I really stand for. And what I believe is necessary because otherwise the other part's not sustainable, right? So whose task list is that really? 
Is that your task list or is that what you think you should be doing to quote unquote measure up to other people in your space? Because if I keep doing everything, it must work eventually, right? That's come out of my mouth even not that long ago. Well, we're doing everything right. So if we keep doing this, then it must work eventually, right? Well, says who? I mean, sure, maybe that's the case. But at the same time, if you're attaching your value as a human and as a professional and as a person who's here and able to help people, if you're attaching your value to how much you are doing, then what does that value even mean? That's not even, that's value that can get washed down the drain so fast. And instead, what I decided to start working on was realizing that my value has nothing to do with how many blog posts I wrote last month. My value has nothing to do with how many podcast episodes or if I'm on time with the podcast episode or if I do this. My value has nothing to do with that. What's funny is, is that I've heard this concept for years and it just never really fully sunk in on how I was attaching the task list to my value and my ability to receive until just recently was having a conversation with my friend Greg Anderson. I'll tag him below if you don't follow him. You should. He's literally one of the most brilliant humans I know. I've mentioned him several times in our podcasts. Um, because he has been such a guide and such a love of my life, honestly, um, and such just a guiding light in the purest, purest way um, over the years. And I'm just so grateful for him. But he really is one of the most spiritually and mindfully self-aware, intelligent humans I know. And so when we have conversations, I listen more than I listen to anyone else sometimes. <laughs> but we had a conversation about receiving and he made me realize this value piece, right? He, he made me realize this part where in, you know, the truest of Greg form where he basically was just like, well, if you're receiving or if you're attaching how much you're creating and how much you're doing and how much you're showing up, to your ability to receive, then like, don't you think those two cars on the same lane are, are butting heads, right? There's no room for one to exist while the other one's existing if one's, you know, can only exist if the other one's existing. You know, I'm not going to tell the whole spiel because that's not my methodology to share. But it really made me realize that I was, you know, one lane road. You can't, like our driveway, which technically is a road, when you leave, if someone is coming towards you while you're trying to exit, one of you is going to have to back up. There's literally nowhere on that road to pull off. It's not even an option because the bank, like literally, there's no curb, nothing. Like it's steep on either side. So if my neighbor's trying to come, we have two neighbors that come off that same road. So there's three of us. And if they're trying to come home when I'm trying to leave, one of us has to reverse down back to the road or down back to the cutlet or whatever to where our house is in order for the other person to go through. There's no other way. So when I started thinking about like my value being attached to the to-do list versus my ability to just know how I'm valuable because I'm really good as a human and I'm good at what I do and I believe in what I do and how I help people. And then that's what I'm here to do and take a damn deep breath and just allow that to be true because it is, because it is, because it is. Then that road widens. And someone doesn't have to back off the fucking road in order for me to receive. Do you understand? 
My value doesn't dictate that. My existence dictates the ability for me to receive. All of the things that we know, all of the experiences that we've had, all of the trainings, all of the things, that is your value. You exist. Everything you know as a human is value. That's it. You don't have to do anything else, but believe it. And then, yes, create avenues for people to contact you and be able to work with you and do those things depending on whatever it is, uh, you know, what your service or business or job or whatever is. But that's really it. That's how it works, right? So at the end of the day, what an interesting concept of like, holy shit. There was literally no space for this to come through. When you start to realize that, and you realize, what, what was I adding to this to-do? Are these to-dos really serving me? Or are they just, or am I just so caught up in that being my normal that I just keep repetitively adding these tasks over and over because that's what I'm supposed to do? Are they really serving me? Or am I just so caught up in this being my quote-unquote normal that I just keep doing them. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the doing that we don't get to see any of the other parts. We don't get to do the being. We don't get to trust in our value. We don't get to trust. And I get it. What I'm saying to you sounds really fairy fairy. And you're like, yeah, Jamie, sounds cute. Yeah, right. But listen to me when I tell you that you are putting yourself in a much more stressful situation than you need to be by believing that everything I'm saying right now is bullshit. Because guess what? You have to believe in yourself and have a little freaking faith for the other one to exist. And I'm not here to tell you that what you're doing with how you're spending your day and your time is right or wrong. That's not the case at all. But I do hope that you realize and you pay a little bit more attention to what you're continuously adding onto your plate over and over and over again on, on if it's necessary. If it's necessary for that to be what's happening, right? So here's my story time. Remember this newest client I mentioned to you? I met him at a gas station. So the town that I live in, the, the Google webs tell me that there's 97 people that live here. Obviously, I just recently moved. I doubt they counted to me. So at least 98 people, right? And which blows people's mind because they think that my town is big and it's like, well, you drive through it and it has a lot of wineries and a lot of big space. But as far as the homes that are here, there's not a ton, right? Um, and it's one of those smaller municipalities where there's like other towns so close that you don't realize that you leave Defiance and then you're automatically in Augusta or you're in New Melly or you're in Forestal or whatever, right? So I think that's probably why. But anyway... We don't have stores here. We don't have, you know, the closest store for me, I've told you guys about this, it's 20 minutes at least to get to where you need. But there is a little market up the road. And it is a gas station. It's right at the corner of two um, country highways. And I was there getting, I think I was there getting an energy drink, to be honest. And I was like, shit, I don't know what they have. So I was like staring into the cooler, but there was a man standing in front of me and he didn't even know I was behind him, but I was like trying to look and see what I wanted before I did the whole like, oh, excuse me, I'm going to grab this real quick. Sorry to get in your way. And he turned around, I startled him. I would, you know, he was like, oh, and I was like, I'm sorry, not a weirdo. You know, I'm just trying to figure out what I want, whatever. Just was super kind, minding my own business, check out, leave. It, you know, we had a conversation 
turned out that I knew somebody in business that could be beneficial to him. He gave me his card. I said, I'll send you his information. See you later. Bye. Right? No big deal. Of course, the universe comes into practice here. And I've been talking and really working and practicing everything that I just explained to you. And as a result, this is what I was delivered. Now, I'm going to read you something really quickly. Um, I am working with a coach from Tony Robbins' team right now. And one of the things that we worked on is this, like, triad thing. But it was about how... I am focused on the embodiment of desire. My clients and people I work with trust me completely. And that I trust and it flows and there's power in what I'm doing. I trust and believe that. That's something that is on the back of my background of my computer uh, that I've been living and, and, you know, putting into my brain. And made the choice, like, that's going to be the truth, right? So then I text this guy, like, I don't know, a few days later or something, and I tell him, and he's like, well, what do you do? Because um, I said something about my business, I guess, probably in that, like, two-second interaction. And I said, well, I'm a business coach and consultant. And he's like, shut up. I've been looking for – I've actually literally was just talking to somebody about how I need a business coach, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, hand over my, you know, social – or my website information, have a lunch meeting, have a few lunch meetings, have conversations. Needless to say – this is a beautiful um, unraveling of the per most perfect or unfolding, I should say, of the most perfect um, plan for both of us, right? Where I'm able to do something that's really exciting and fun for me. I'm able to take stuff off of his plate, do some life-changing shit. Um, and it's, it's good, right? Super cool. Amazing. Here's a fun fact. This dude never read one of my blog posts, never listened to one of my podcasts, had no idea that I have you know, 30,000 followers on Instagram, had no idea that I've done modeling and that I was a promotional model, that I worked for Monster, that I ran body shops, that I helped clients all over the world. Like no idea that I've helped companies go from $0 to $600,000 in two years. No idea about any of these things. All of the things that I share and do and say on the, on the internet, because I always will, because it does add value and it's free content to help inspire and change perspectives and assist other humans. It will always exist and I will always do that. But this job that came through was what I was waiting for. It's also something that I didn't have space for mentally and emotionally probably in January, right? So it was like very perfect the way everything unfolded. But I'm telling you this because the reason that that guy took a chance and believed in hiring me and allowed me to help his business is because I fucking trusted in my value. I stood in my value. I spoke as I do to anyone. He didn't need to read all the content. He needed, didn't need to read all the things that I had been putting on my to-do list every single day and basically killing myself to be quote unquote good enough and placing on the internet all of the time because if I didn't do that, I wasn't good enough, blah, 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 right? It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. None of that mattered in this situation. What mattered was I was open to receive whatever was going to be brought to me. I was going to receive that or, or choose whether I was going to say yes or no to anything, right? But also, I trusted in my value. The value, what I was putting value on was me and my ability to help businesses and help business owners, right? And individuals, because we're doing like a little combo, like I'm doing the business management or office management stuff and coaching with this guy, Right? But it's because I 
my value shined through in just the small amount of conversation I was able to have because I am valuable. I don't have to wear a sign that says I have 400 blog posts. Go read them. I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast with however many thousands of downloads. I didn't need to wear a t-shirt of that like you would on your newsfeed on social for my value to exist. And neither do you. Social media is a beautiful tool and I am a great example of how it has allowed me to build a business, build a brand, and I am eternally grateful and I will never stop showing up on social and sharing on social. But when it becomes more important to think you have to do the things there in order to be valuable, it's not good. It's not good, right? That's not what we want. Now, do I believe that I feel more confident in my abilities because of the clients and the things that I've received from social media in the past? Yes. But do I know that every single one of those people hired me because we had a conversation and they saw and heard the value that I could bring to their life? Yes. Maybe a blog post triggered them to call me. Maybe. It, it was like, ooh, we need to have a conversation. And that's beautiful. But it doesn't have to always work that way. So I really just wanted to record this message and tell you a little story today. And also just remind you that you should be reevaluating the rules that you're putting into your life regularly. Because we re- kind of establish them without realizing that we are. We establish these measuring sticks without knowing who in the hell stick that even is. Um, and like I said, these tasks that we bog ourselves down with, it's a matter of being like, but wait a minute, is that something that's actually serving me or am I just doing it because I think I'm supposed to and I've been used to doing and that's my normal? The other thing is, is don't let anything that's on that task list define the value that you have. And this is not easy work. Truly learning and looking at value that you have is an inside job. And it is a lifelong job to remember and to continue to remember and trust yourself. One of the, you know, there's a couple tools you can use where you actually give yourself permission to um, celebrate your accomplishments, look at what you're good at, acknowledge what you're good at, write about it in your journal if you're not comfortable, you know, acknowledging in other ways. And there's ways to do this. It's not boastful. If everything I just said made you uncomfortable, trust me when I tell you that you're not boastful. Because people who are boastful don't feel uncomfortable about those kinds of things. <laughs> so I hope that that offered some sort of something for you today. And um, you can find value in it. I think that it's, I mean, I, it's beautiful. It's been a beautiful experience for me. And I'm so grateful that uh, I was able to have that happen. I have been able to have these reminders and these things. And, and what's funny is, is since I let go of some of this that, you know, must create in order to receive. I've received more money in the past two months than I had six months prior. No joke. So the money's not even the point. Yes, it's nice. And yes, I need it. Right. Obviously, it's necessary for shit to happen. But it's pretty crazy how that's been a byproduct of me removing the connection between my value and ability to receive I've cut, that's a whole nother conversation and a whole nother entity than me creating content or doing anything on a task list. They're not connected at all anymore. Thank you, Greg Anderson, for helping me realize that distinction and the difference between the two. Game changer, friends. Game changer. 
So as always, thank you so much for being here. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with somebody that you think could benefit from it. If you share it on social media, please tag us. I love to see that. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your time and allowing me to play in your ears or your car or wherever it is that you're at. And if you have not already and you feel so inclined, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. It is one of the best ways that you can support the podcast um, is sharing it and leaving reviews. And we appreciate you for that. Until next time, guys, have an amazing rest of your day. Go out into the world and be a good human.